Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fertility Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kenan Omertag, and in today's episode, I'm talking to Dr. Kelsey Anderson, Chief Administrative Resident at Washington University School of Medicine in the OBGYN department and future REI fellow starting July 1st at WashU. She's a longtime St. Louis native, left for a little bit, but she's back and here to stay. Come listen to her story and why she fell in love with St. Louis and WashU. It's another episode of the Fertility Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kenan Omertag. Today's guest is Dr. Kelsey Anderson. She's the Administrative Chief Resident in the Department of OBGYN at the Washington University School of Medicine OBGYN Department. She's going to be an REI Fellow in the Washington University School of Medicine REI Division um, starting in July. She's pretty stoked about that. What's up, Kelsey? How are you doing? I'm really good. How are you? You enjoying Memorial Day? weekend? I am. I am. It's not the same as it normally is, but I think nothing in this world is the same right now. So we're just totally hanging out, social distancing. <laughs> how has, so how has, how has COVID uh, affected you personally? Like your ability to just have a personal life with uh, your, you and your family? Um, so it's pretty much done a 180. My husband is a consultant who traveled every single week for work. And with COVID, he's been home for too much straight. We always joke that this is the longest we've ever been with each other together, I think, in our entire eight-year relationship. <laughs> so it's been great. We got a COVID puppy like a lot of people did. We did not know what we were getting ourselves into, but it's been really, it's been really fun and a lot of work. Now, have you ever had a pet? Did you have a dog growing up? I never had a dog. I had a cat briefly but my husband's never had a dog so we really just had no idea what we were getting ourselves into (laughs) that first night when she was crying by herself we were like what did we get ourselves into (laughs) now you just got you just got married recently is that right yes so I've been married for about a year and a half now so this was supposed to be our like training legs to see what it's like to (laughs) keep something alive (laughs) right but like this is the first time that I mean because before you got married presumably your husband was doing the same job and traveling or is this truly the first time you guys have been in like daily contact with each other without traveling so he has been a consultant for uh six years now so ever he moved to St. Louis a year into my med school and He's been a consultant since, so it really, truly is the longest time. And we haven't, we haven't killed each other, so I think we're doing pretty well. <laughs> it's a true marriage test a year and a half in. So are you guys, so what are you, are you guys able, like what kind of stuff, do you do, you do a lot of outdoor activity um, that you've been kind of having to ham, kind of clamp down on because of COVID? Yeah, so we, we, we just moved into a new house actually in the last five months, so we moved in in the winter time and we were like, oh, once summer hits, we're going to be going out all the time. We're going to be meeting neighbors, meeting new people. And now as soon as it gets nice outside, everyone is going to the other side of the sidewalk anytime we're walking down the road. So it's been a it's been a drastic change for us. Not quite what we were expecting. Now, what's, is your husband from St. Louis? He is not. He is from Atlanta, Georgia, but he is nice. um, definitely a transplant that has embraced St. Louis. He loves 
Emo's Pizza, which for any transplant's a pretty big deal. So I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> we had we had uh, Darcy Broughton, one of our former fellows, and yep. Christina Boots talking about Emo. Like you can't talk about St. Louis without talking about Emo's. Darcy's a fan, if I remember. Uh, Christina's like, no thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. Christina's from Chicago. There's no way. I don't think even if she did like it, she could never say it. I think yeah, Chicago would just disown her. <laughs> so you are from St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Born and raised. So, born and raised. So you, did you leave, you know, you did uh, residency here. You did mm-hmm. med school here. Is that right? Yep. At St. Louis University. At SLU. And then you did, you took some, you did get away, right? You did get away at some point. Where did you go? I went away for undergrad. So I feel like, like a lot of high school kids, I was just itching to get out of St. Louis, get out of here. And I went to Nashville, Tennessee at Vanderbilt for undergrad, loved it there. But by my senior year, I was like, you know what? I want to be back in St. Louis. My family's there. I love the city. I mean, Nashville is a great city and it, it's like St. Louis in a lot of ways, but I missed, I missed many parts of St. Louis. Nashville was kind of blowing up by the time I was leaving yeah. and it was getting a lot less, like there's a lot less character. I feel like it was like a bunch of bachelorette parties and all these like big restaurants that cater to all these big parties and all these things were coming up. And I was like, you know what? I miss St. Louis. I want to go back there. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about what it was about St. Louis? I mean, St. Louis still kind of has that home, homey feel to it that's yeah. attractive to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with St. Louis, what are some of the, what are some of those things that might draw that draw people here that you've kind of experienced over your life and seen others? Yeah, yeah. I was always, I mean, in residency and in, in med school, I was always the one talking up St. Louis to applicants because. I truly have a passion for how much I love the city. I, my uh, one thing I always would say is like, there's always something that you can do if you want to, but there's not so much going on that it's just hitting you in the face and you feel bad if you're at home studying on a Saturday night. And I feel like bigger cities like New York, LA, there's just so many things going on. You feel like if you're not involved in everything, you're missing out. I feel like St. Louis you want to do something if you want to go see a music show if you want to go outside and do hiking if you want to just have a great meal if you want to sit on a patio and have a great microbrew from Missouri you can do all those things and you can do it without a huge crowd and it's easy to do and that's what I love so much about it you can I like to be able to drive places I like that there's a ton of traffic I could talk anyone's ear off about St. Louis unfortunately I think much to some of my resident chagrin sometimes well I mean that's what attracts a lot of people to it I mean my wife is from here I grew up in central Missouri so we always kind of knew we'd come back yeah I mean there's no you don't have to if you want to go to the club you don't have to wait there's no line if you want to go get a nice dinner at the at the it place there's no line there's no wait it's not that hard yeah Yeah. and there's there's nice things and they're convenient Yep. And there are all there, there are those it places like I always it's a goal of mine whenever I have a friend visit from New York City. I was like, all right, I'm going to take you to these restaurants and you're going to be impressed. And they always are. And it's, it's always my mission because I feel like 
you can get all those great restaurants and you don't have to pay an arm and a a leg or make a reservation three months in advance. (laughs) I want to switch gears and talk about how you decided to be an REI. Yeah. So how did that revelation come to you? So I feel like it happened kind of over time. It kind of gradually developed. When I first went into med school, I never once thought I would be an OBGYN. Like I was that awkward kid that couldn't say the word vagina without giggling. (laughs) And I just, I just didn't think it was for me. And then I just fell in love with OBGYN and I knew that was good. And I actually in med school um, did a program at WashU. It was a summer program. And I met one of your former colleagues, Dr. Amber Cooper. And I was like, hey, like, is there any research opportunities? I'm interested in OBGYN. Like, I knew I wanted to stay in St. Louis. So I knew SLU and WashU are the places for me. And she got me plugged in in REI. And at, at SLU, you don't really get very much exposure to it because right. it's a Catholic institution. There's one REI. They don't do IVF. So it's like, you know what? I knew I wasn't going to get it get that great exposure so like let me see what washu is like so i feel like my first experience in washu was my first experience with rei and it was just fantastic you see these people and these patients that you can really sit down have a conversation with you can really get to know the patient get to know the person as a whole get to know their family and it you really develop these long-term relationships with them which i really liked it's not just hey, you're pregnant, there's the nine months, and there's an end date. I feel like you really have these long relationships, which I was really interested in. And then the procedures, I love I love those small procedures. Hysteroscopy is my jam. Everyone always makes fun of me because I'm not asking to do the TLHs. I'm asking to do the hysteroscopies, which as an upper level is not normal. <laughs> but <laughs> I just knew, I just love the procedures. I love the patients and I love the medicine of it. Endocrinology is just so interesting. And I, those were kind of all the things that I'm like, slowly over time through med school and then through residency, I'm like, this is my field. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what would get me up each day, excited to go to work, which is in the end of the day, what everyone really wants for a career long-term. Now, what was it like approaching the interview process? Because you're from St. Louis, you have ties to St. Louis, mm-hmm. you, you really want to stay in St. Louis. Um, what was that a process like? Yeah, it was, I mean, a good thing about St. Louis is I, there was a program here, which was great. And I just, I really had to not put all my eggs in one basket because I was like, you know what, I know I want to stay here, but I'm going to have to put on my game face and pretend at these other places that, yeah, I'd be more than happy to move away from St. Louis when <laughs> truly that was not my thought process. But I knew I had to kind of get in that mindset that I, I had to look around, but I knew kind of where my heart was and where my home was. Right. It was pretty cool when we, uh, you know, you, so for those that don't know, doc, you know, Dr. Anderson is an internal, uh, was an internal candidate and was yeah. selected internally you did not have to go through the interview process. Is that you didn't interview anywhere, did you? No, I yeah. For residency, I, I knew I wanted to stay, but yeah, for here I did not have to. For fellowship, right? Yep, for fellowship I did not. Was it was it hard, <laughs> was it hard <laughs> for you? Because I know some people struggle with the like, I know I want to stay here, 
but on one level some people will say well you should still go out there and explore and see what else is out there yeah. blah blah was yeah. that was that, i mean obviously you got you know for most people it's like i don't really care ultimately i just want to be a fellow somewhere but for others especially people like you who are very intelligent competitive applicants otherwise was it mm -hmm. hard for you to be like uh I don't get to see what else is out there. I don't get to um, interview or meet other people in my class. Were yeah. those things, how, how much of, how, how important or not important was that to you? Yeah, I think the, the thing that I missed the most was uh, meeting the other applicants. Like right. when I got offered the position, um, I remember they said, you know what, give it 48 hours, think about it. You do not have to make a decision right now. And I was going back and forth for a little while. I was like, do I need to see what else is out there? And I mm -hmm. actually, I had dinner or I had lunch with my dad and I hadn't told anyone besides my husband about this offer. And I told him, I didn't tell my mom because I knew what my mom's reaction would be, which was you have to stay here because I love you and I need you close. Right. My dad, <laughs> dad's much more rational. And he, and he always was like, you know what, you should go somewhere else for fellowship. Like you gotta live in other cities, a big traveler. He's always like telling me to get out. And I was like, Hey, so this is what's happening. I don't, I wouldn't have to interview. I would have a guaranteed spot at WashU. And he looked at me. I will never forget this. We were at sushi. He looked me in the eye and he goes, Kelsey, you're an idiot. If you do not take that job, he's like, you know, you love the program. You are comfortable here. He's like, it's, taking not taking this would be just not smart and I really had waffled until that moment and I was like you know what you're right I know these people I know the program I know I'll get good training and I know St. Louis why would I ever need to look anywhere else so right. I never was really sad that I didn't get to see other programs I'm just a social person so I was just like I don't get to meet all the other applicants but they have these, the SREI retreat where I'm hopefully going to meet everyone there. But um, it was just, I debated for a little bit, but I mean, I, that was really when I was like, you know what, I listen to my gut and take the job. Yeah. I don't think you need to worry about your, your personality is such that I don't think you need to worry about meeting, meeting your peers. You will yeah. meet them and I, they will they will gladly engage with you. So yeah. I don't think you're missing out on anything. Yeah. Um, what was, what is your, like, do you have, how do you feel about kind of being in this fellowship class that's going to be starting a new, I mean, whether it's a new fellowship, a new residency, um, or even starting medical school in this COVID environment? How does that, do you have, what's your anxieties, if any, related to starting fellowship under this new kind of way of life? It's especially yeah. professionally and how it might have influenced education and learning and how it might change kind of what the status quo had been. Yeah. It's interesting because I, when COVID first happened, like I'm, I'm one of the chief administrative residents. So it really just turned into like lockdown mode where we spent hours and hours and hours coming up with schedules, coming up with contingency plans, doing all of this things that, to make it through. And I feel like we were just treading water, trying to keep afloat for so long. And now all of a sudden, as I'm nearing the end of residency, I, I hadn't really stepped back and thought about it for a while. But now that I had more time to think about it, I, I guess my biggest anxiety is just being able to kind of 
dive in and be part of the team when there's so much social distancing and there's so much Zoom meetings and e-learning and all of those things. Because I'm still from the generation that I love to like things in front of me, books, all those things. So I think just getting that knowledge, getting that training while being in now in a more electronic world is the thing that I'm anxious about. But as I've seen through remote learning, which we've done a lot of in residency, I've been surprised at how well that works. So I think that it's going to be fine once I start. It's just very different from anything I've ever done before. So let me ask you, as an administrative chief resident, do you feel like the interns are more, are less like you in that they don't need to see stuff in front of you? Um, or do you think they're just the same? They, they have found, like, they might be more digitally inclined, but they actually, when it comes to day-to-day, they're like, actually, I need to see this stuff in front of me. I know. I feel like they are more digitally inclined. I was like, they're, like, I don't think of that age difference as being that intense, but they'll have all, I mean, I, I feel like a 80-year-old with some of this technology, like, they all know how to use, like, Microsoft Teams and Zoom and all of this, and I was just really right. not knowing what I was doing for a while. But um, I think at the end of the day, they, they're just, the interns, especially, especially in our, in our residency have just been fantastic through this and are really just okay with anything and everything and are really rolling with the punches, which has been great to see. How do you, how do you feel about your graduation plans? Like does graduation and that ceremony mean a lot to you? Has it in the past? And how does it change in that kind of, how do you reconcile that now? Yeah. Like I said, I'm a social person. So like I, graduations have always been such big events in my life where my family comes all, I'm the one that's always planning like all of our friends to get together, to have all these big group dinners and to see each other and to celebrate. So this is definitely very different with, all these orders in place that people can't congregate and I get it. And it's going to be interesting at being via zoom. I, I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed by how this is turning out, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it'll be okay. This isn't that big of a deal, but I've always been a big graduation person. So I am a little sad that we're not going to have that big ceremony. I'm probably going to crash them next year and just, just to be able to go to some graduation. (laughs) you're going to be like, no, nah, this is my graduation now. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to stand up on the scene. I want to kind of ask you about your future. Where yeah. do you see, like, where do you see yourself? At? What do you see yourself do? What do you see yourself doing after fellowship? So I have always felt like academics is where I was going to be after I ended up done with training. I didn't realize how long training would go through, but um, I just feel like that collaborative environment that you have in academics and that's collaborative, not only with your colleagues, but with trainees, with residents, with medical students is what keeps you in the know, keeps you up to date on information that really allows you to know what's going on in the field. And I, I feel like I always see myself in academics because that's, that's where I feel like you, you get the best learning and you get the best knowledge base of what's going on. I, I 
I mean, med students have taught me things about OBGYN before and the interns have taught me things that I didn't know as a chief. And I just feel like with that environment, I can always be learning. And that's what I always have real big goals to be able to do. I just like the collaboration. Do you see yourself getting paid? I always like to ask this question, but do you see yourself getting paid to see patients or getting paid by grant money to do research? in the future? That's a good question. I, I've always liked research and I, the way my, I usually do my research is I, I have some sort of experience and become interested in it. And then I try and make a project out of that. So I, I'm interested to see how I go through fellowship. If I really find kind of my niche subject and that's something I hope to be able to do during fellowship. Cause I feel like right now I kind of just, jump around to things that interest me. And I hope that if I find that niche subject, that is something that I'm really passionate about. And that's what I want to kind of dedicate everything to long-term, then maybe it is partially with grant money doing research Mm -hmm. and then partially with patients. I definitely would never want to just do research. I, I love talking to patients too much, which is part of the reason I'm going to REI. So you can have those long (laughs) conversations with the patients, the posts in and out, in and out things. Yeah, man. That's one of the nice, that's what you, that's a kind of like this recurring theme as I've been going back and interviewing um, alums of the program. And that was what attracted me was, do you just get well-rounded training here? And if you're, if you're like kind of undifferentiated, you can be a tenure track physician scientist coming out of this program. Mm-hmm. You can be a clinical educator coming out of this program mm-hmm. um, and very good one. And it, and either, either route, you're going to be a really good clinician that's going to be efficient and, um, you know, very compassionate. So it's one of the big things, themes that seems to be resonating as I've been going back and talking to people. Um, cool. So you have, um, now, do you see yourself staying in St. I mean, I'm going to guess you see yourself staying in St. Louis for the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) I I think I my husband is committed to it so I think as long as I've convinced him I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but, wrong yeah. with that. I know I boomerang I boomerang right back here and I'm going to stay here. I know that's it's a long running joke in St. Louis in general but it's just I mean there's a reason people come back here to have families and all those things. Yep, great great standard of living. Yeah. My wife and I the same thing. We had to get away and we both went to Atlanta and mm-hmm. then came back. So, yeah, my husband where, where you... never lives there again. So he says traffic's too bad. What's that? The traffic's too bad in Atlanta. He said he'd never move back. Where in Atlanta is he from? He's from Dunwoody. Dunwoody. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, now, where do you guys live in St. Louis? Where did you end up getting a house? So we um, got a house in University City. Um, it's right next to WashU's undergrad campus. And it's, I mean, just an ideal, idyllic neighborhood. I mean, big trees. There's people walking around with like young kids, dogs. It's just beautiful. It compared to, I lived in a small one bedroom in the central West End for, for seven years. So it's been great to get some, get some room. Nice. So I want to end with just some like fun things about Kelsey Anderson here. So like, sure. tell me your husband's name. Uh, Will. Will. So what do you and Will like to do for fun? 
he is a huge music guy. Like he has, there's guitars all over our house. He loves music and he's really gotten me into going to shows. I mean, there's so many great places. We're right next to the loop. So like Delmar Hall and the pageant just have great concerts all the time. I mean, if you want something smaller, there's great neighborhoods around here with the Grove that have amazing venues. Um, his favorite place are, is uh, he had, there's some great cover bands called like the Voodoo's and like he just, oh my God, loves them. So he's gotten me into music. So that is definitely what we will do all the time. Is so does he play? He does. He, he plays in a, in a cover band and he, it, it's great. He has a hobby when I've been in residency so he can go out and do his own thing a little bit when I'm coming back late at night. So it's worked really well. So, you know, we did this music trivia uh, as a division. So um, they, I think you would, you would probably give uh, our, one of our nurses and her husband a run for their money, perhaps if you bring him into the mix. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we need to do that. We used to, I mean, anytime we're on a road trip, we'll literally play a game where I'll play any song and he'll have to tell me like the name or the artist within yep. a couple seconds. We have like an app on our phone that does that, that we love. So he would definitely be leading the team. I would definitely be the the dead weight, but um, I think we could still do pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he, he his range must be pretty wide or is he narrow in his range? My guess is it's wide. It's definitely wide, but, like, he doesn't know country really well, and he doesn't know, like, today's hits. But, I mean, any sort of rock genre, punk, anything from, like, the 60s and on, he will be pretty good at. Nice. Yeah, we'll have to get you guys on. What's the name of that app, by the way? I have to look it back up. I haven't used it in a little while, but it was – it's literally – yeah, I will. It takes it takes basically your entire playlist and it'll start playing a song and then it'll give you like four different names and you have to pick which one is the artist. Yeah, man. Send that to me. That would be a yeah. fun, fun game to play. Yeah. So are you um, now what do you have a lot of classmates and stuff hanging around? So we really I mean, I just have one classmate that's Thing. thankfully she's been like my person through residency and she's got a job at mobap and our husbands are good friends so they actually live less than five minutes away from us um which was not i think on accident from both our parts <laughs> so they, i mean they came over yet they were on a run yesterday and just like hopped over and we hung out for a bit and i'm really excited that they're staying she's Who's from that? uh heather lopez and she's from oh, florida yeah. And she's never, I mean, they never thought in a million years they'd stay in St. Louis. They thought they'd be residency in and out. And she fell in love with St. Louis and so did he. And they want to stay here long term, which I feel like is awesome. That's great. Is he still, does her husband play baseball? He is retired now, but he's he's working. Yeah, he's working at like a um, tech company with baseball things. So he's still kind of in it to some extent, which is good. So we talked about this St. Louis beer or Missouri beer thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Are you like a beer person? I am a beer person for sure. Sometimes I I love IPAs, but I just can't can't have more than one or two of those. But those those (laughs) are like my kryptonite. 
I know they're not good for me, but I'm going to drink them anyway because they're delicious. <laughs> Do you have like, so St. Louis has, and Missouri in general seems to have a nice beer scene. Part of that yes. could be just because of Anheuser-Busch and, yeah. and all the, you know, related uh, fallout that comes from it. Um, do you have a favorite? I mean, anything from four hands, I feel like I really love. I think that's I, one of my favorite breweries and it's just an awesome brewery in general to go to. And um, I think it's their single speed is my favorite. It's just, I, there's so many breweries around here that I love that, we go to just for an afternoon have a couple drinks i mean urban chestnut has great outdoor spaces i still will defend and i defend anheuser-busch to my death anyone that's like a (laughs) coors drinker i was like no it's it's (laughs) bud bud was at my wedding i refuse to have anything else it's it's now is it bud or bud light so it's bud light is my go-to i i was having such a debate i'd never heard the phrase bud heavy before until recently because apparently anyone outside of st louis calls like regular budweiser beer bud heavy i've never heard that in my life i know i I was like (laughs) this is new information to me kind of like here it's st louis bread co everywhere else in the world it's panera right right yeah like i i to me i it, it took me a while before i realized there was some other budweiser product other than bud light yeah, uh, I think at some point in high school we figured that out. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, are you big into these like you know flavor like I don't know these uh, like not flavor ciders? Oh, and the diversity, diversity of kind of the beer industry and how they're trying to do all these different kind of things. I mean, I feel like they're geniuses. I mean they they came out with a product. I mean like these truly white claws like. I yeah. haven't looked it up, but I can't imagine how much they were worth four years ago versus today and how <laughs> much they've exploded. But I mean, for me, like, I I so much rather go for my own seltzer with fresh lime than than that stuff. But I mean, I'll I'll drink it if it's a beautiful day and 80 degrees and sunny. <laughs> it's kind of like a day like today. Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, Dr. Kelsey Anderson. Thanks for taking the time to be with us um, today. If you guys are interested in more content, we're going to have more uh, fellow interviews. So don't forget to subscribe on the Fertility Insider podcast. Thanks a lot, Kelsey. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was great. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're interested in more fertility or infertility related content, check me out at Dr. Ken and Omer Tug, MD on Instagram.